Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. We just had Brian Burke on for Canadian Power Pack. Cactus Jack has texted the show. Bob, Brian Burke with the appearance of the year. If it flies, it dies regarding the fact that he hunts birds. And then he ends the interview with... Happy holidays to everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love having Brian on the show. Uh, before we went to break, we asked, uh, name the uh, NHL player, tough guy, one of the toughest guys of all, had one of the greatest fights ever with Bob Robert. We're doing the nickname show on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, it's one of the themes that sort of morphed. And uh, I said, name the former uh, Minnesota North Stars draft choice, who in 1988 showed up at the NHL draft with two black eyes, and Glenn Sather said, forget about drafting that guy. Draft me the guy uh, that gave him the two black eyes. Who was the player and what was his nickname? We had one of the greatest fights in Bob Probert's career. Uh, Brennan Escott, we got a winner. We do. Chris H. and St. Albert knew that uh, we're talking about the the missing link, Link Gates. Link Gates, who was playing in that Quebec Senior Pro League until like the mid-2000s. He was never the same. He got in a car accident in a, late in his rookie season or early in his second season in San Jose and was never really the same. Well, without further ado, we are pleased to be joined on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline by a former Edmonton Oilers player, now Montreal-based media personality, the one and only George LaRock. George, how are you? Awesome, Bob. How's everything? Good. Now, let me ask you this. Did you did you have a nickname that you liked that, that uh, you got called? Because some guys called you Big George. We had others that text the show to say, no, 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 it was, uh, uh, the, you know, the George LaRock, uh, LaRock, referencing, the you know, the wrestler LaRock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, did you have any that you kind of liked at all? When you played? Well, well, I, I did, actually. Well, most guys call me Big G. Big most G? Most of the time. Big G or BGL. Okay. 
before Big Georgia Rock. So BGL was another one. Now, were you more, uh, we had this conversation with Louie, were you more or less intimidated when a, when a fighter on the other team had an actual nickname? Was that like, you know, Stu the Grim Reaper uh, Grimson? If I recall correctly, actually, you ended his career, uh, but you fought him like seven or eight times during the, and, uh, you know, I know that uh, Louie mentioned that Bob Probert was so so tough. He didn't have a nickname. He just went by Proby because that's a play on his on his name. But do you recall any guys along the way that had some, uh, you know, some of the fighters that had pretty good nicknames? Actually, there's only one fighter that his nickname, his nickname scared me. But it's not his nickname. The guy scared me himself. So, so and the nickname was perfect for him as the Boogeyman. That's the only thing. Because you, when I looked at him, to me, he looked like the Boogeyman. He was as scary as the Boogeyman is Bugard, right? Yep. So, you know, because of his size and everything, right? Like, obviously, if, if Jeff Rogers was called the Boogeyman, right, I would laugh. I was like, are you kidding me? You should be called the Punching Bag, not the Boogeyman. But, you know, when, when, Bugard, was called, when Bugard was called the Boogeyman, he was, he was breaking, every time he was fighting someone, he was breaking faces. I remember right. he, turned, he turned Todd Fedorik into Robocop. He had more right. metal plate in his face than Robocop himself. So when he was breaking faces, people were like, oh, George, aren't you afraid you're going to face the boogeyman, right? And I had to face him in Minnesota when I met him. And it's crazy because it's the first time that in a dressing room before a fight. It never happened before. Guys would look at me and they'd be like, George, man. I don't know how you do this job, but I would not want to be you tonight. Are you kidding me? I'm already all worried about fighting him, and that's what you say to me before I get into this? Yeah. It's insane. So the man, man, and because of his size and everything, and, and to make it worse, Bugard, he looked at me the entire, like, the entire morning skate, the warm-up. He sat in his hand, he looked at me. I was like, why is he looking Come at on. me? Come on. He did? I had the worst... I had the worst morning skate ever. I was like, I knew we were going to fight. You broke, you broke Todd uh, Fedorik's face and you want to make a name for himself. So, of course, you're going to ask You're gonna ask me. But when you watch me practice, I was like, oh, my God, why is he watching me? And I was so nervous. Of course, I didn't sleep all afternoon. But you, you know what? You, fought, you did pretty good against him, George, as I recall. Hey, you, know, you, you, know what's, you know what's crazy? That, that night, the first time we ever fought, we ever fought, I one punched him. Like, I got him, and I've never had any problems fighting him. It didn't change the fact that I, I was always afraid when I fought him, but I'm one of the guys that always did good against him. I've never lost. I've always won every fight that I had against him. And, 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 and you know, but the thing is, the result is not important. <laughs> when a guy is 6'8", 275, man, it's always scary. Yeah, and that's uh, an absolute given. Now, were there some skill play like the Russian Rocket? There's a nick for Pavel Bury. You played against Pavel. <laughs> There's a guy like you did not want to be on the ice with the Russian Rocket because he really is. Actually, let me tell you something crazy. Let me tell you a funny story about about the Russian Rocket. That's gonna make you laugh. One time we're playing him when when Florida. If you don't believe me, ask Todd Marchand or Craig McTavish or anyone that was on the team at that time. We're playing in Florida against, against him when he was there, and Todd Marchand's job is to check him <laughs> because Todd is the fastest skater in defensive unit, so he has to defend against, against Pavel Bury. So we're playing him. We're in their zone, and he's waiting at the red line, and Todd Marchand is standing beside him at the red line. And he's just waiting for a breakaway pass. And he does that all game long. And we're looking at that, we're like, what is this? So his team is kind of like playing like they're killing a penalty. And they're waiting 
And they, they, all they have to do is chip the fuck out so he goes on a breakaway. So Todd Marchand is looking at Mac T on the bench and is like, Mac, what do I do? Because we're attacking their zone. Tyball is just waiting for a breakaway pass. And Mac T is like, you know what, Todd, it's embarrassing. Just go, just go in the zone. Just go in the zone and play. So Todd goes in the zone, and what happened? A little chip pass. But Tyball goes in a breakaway and goes scores. That's all. When we played him, all he did, he, he was loosing. He just waited for breakaway passes. So, was he fast? Yeah, he was fast. But at the same time, I never saw him play in the zone. Maybe in his earlier career in Vancouver, he did. But in, in, in Florida, other than taking a defensive zone face-up, I never saw him play defensive. Who's faster, do you think, him or Connor McDavid? No, Connor. Connor is the fastest player alive. There'll never be a faster, a faster player faster than him. Forget it. It's ridiculous. He, 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 beat, he beats him backwards. Connor would beat him backwards if he was forward. Really? Are, are, are there some now? Are there some? Uh, were there forwards in the league, George, that could not skate skate backwards when you played? A guy forward in the league that couldn't skate backwards. Yeah, like were there forwards in the league that couldn't skate backwards very well when uh, you know when you guys would do pivot drills and that sort of stuff when you do some skating, uh, work on the skating. Like I know that I know there's some defensemen. You can you can you can often tell when a defenseman has played forward because they're really fast when they accelerate and when they go from defense to offense. Like Philip Broberg played forward. He's an Oilers draft choice. He's, he's going to be of Sweden. He can fly. Okay, he's but a lot of defensemen aren't actually that fast forward and can. Conversely, there are some forwards that haven't spent a lot of time skating backwards in their career. Did, did yeah. you know? Any, did you any know? Did you know any guys that struggled skating backwards? Well, I, I, I couldn't say struggle, but guys that were slow. Yeah, there, there's actually a lot of defensemen that were slow skating backwards. But you, you know, I, I don't want to name their names because I don't want to embarrass them. <laughs> okay. There's, but there's defensemen that played in the Oilers. That, that weren't fast, but backwards, but with their stick, they were so mean, and they stick checked so much that you didn't want to go on their side. You know, and, and it was insane. It, it would hurt too much. I played, in the beginning of my career, there's guys, Bob, that when you played one-on-one -on -one with them, it was allowed in the beginning of my career, they would put their stick in your sternum. And if you skate into them, you would kind of scare yourself. Right. It was back in the days where, you remember guys, you could stick check, just put a stick in front of you to, to stop someone? Yep. So it didn't matter that they were fast. They went fast. You paid so much the price when you play against them that you didn't want to go on their side. So their stick made, made it so they were tough to play against because they were so mean with their stick. How about the entire Dallas Stars defense, right? You had Darian Hatcher, who was a big guy, who would he, he wouldn't necessarily go looking to fight you, but he was a hard, tough, competitive Man. player. Mav to Chuck was, uh, you know, Craig Ludwig. You know, Craig I, had Ludwig? No respect. I had no respect for Hatcher. I'm sorry, but I, I went after this guy every playoff game we had against Dallas. I ran him over because he was, he was like a bully, and he never backed it up once. You know what? I have respect for Brian Marchman. Because remember when he roughed up one of our guy once, and then he had to answer the bell with me the game, like a game after. I don't, I don't know who he need on our team. He hurt someone, and then I, I, and I told the media, 
You remember who it was? I thought it might have been Dougie Waite. Was it Dougie Waite? Yeah, yes, it was Dougie Waite that he kind of hip checked and did something mean. And then I, the media came up to me and I said, I hope he's going to be a man and answer the bell the next game, and he did. And I give it to him, but still, he answered the bell because of what he did, and that's a man. Darren Atcher was not a man. He never backed up his action, and he was big, and he was strong. And if you want to be respecting the NHL and you play a mean game, you have to answer the, the bell sometimes. Jer- Jerome Aginla opened him up in the 2004 playoffs from the Flames. Uh, maybe it was, no, it might have been 06 playoffs. Anyways, I think it was 06. I think Calgary got was getting eliminated by Detroit that year. And no, no, the Oilers played Detroit in 06. Now I'm getting my years mixed yeah. up. Anyhow, Calgary was playing Detroit. Hatcher uh, was with Detroit. And Jerome got him late in the game. It might have been the same game where Jamie McLennan got upset. George, you still there? Did we lose, yes, George? I'm listening to you. Yes, oh, no, yep, I'm listening yep. to you. I'm listening yeah, to you. And Jerome, Jerome got a pretty heavy piece of. Uh, of uh, of Darian uh, of, of Darian Hatcher, uh, yeah, no, that's that, that's that's an, Brian Marchman. By the way, George, I don't know if you know this, he had one of the best fights ever with Ty Domi, and he waved the referees off twice in the fight. He wanted to keep going, like he's fighting Ty Domi, and Ty Domi, Ty Domi, George was a pretty good fighter, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I, I fought him too, and and for a guy, pound for pound, he's the best fighter I think that ever played in the NHL. Pound for pound, like a guy from this size, the, the people that he knocked off with being so small, it's unbelievable what he's done. Man, it, it, it's, yeah, he, he has, every time he fought someone, like the height different and the weight different was crazy, and he was unreal. How he was spinning and he could get to guys and stuff. He was a true warrior and stuff. Like, he was, he was amazing in the job that he did. And he was such a chirper. He was annoying. Man, the way that that guy chirped. I'm glad that I fought him at the end of his career because, uh, you know, the result was like, you know, it it wasn't. You threw him around pretty good. Yeah, but it it was towards the end of his career, right? So, you know, like, uh, so I had nothing bad to say against him. The guy was a trooper. He was a a cheap off guy. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. He's the Albanian assassin, I believe, was was his nickname. George, this is uh, our last Thursday show before Christmas, so this is the last time we're going to have you on. Uh, I did want to mention... Way, by, by the way, I'm coming, for, I'm coming to more for a week. Well, they're they're gonna let you in the province. Just kidding, George. No, uh, no, it's because my kid. It's my kid. I don't. I don't. I. I know. Is everything closed up? What's going on? Can I skate with them or what's going on? You can't skate the kids. Well, you can maybe go to. I don't even know if you can go to an outdoor rink. I. I think maybe I, the shacks won't be open at the outdoor rinks, but I know that there's some people skating at them. I saw one uh, down is by. The mall op- is the mall open? Uh, yes, the mall is open. It's 15% uh, people allowed in each of the respective stores. Hey, George. Can we, you... we skate in the mall, by the way? The West Edmonton Mall. I don't know about, I don't think so. I don't think that, uh, I think maybe outdoor rinks might, maybe you can go go find an outdoor rink. Hey, okay, George. Okay. Yeah. Do you have do you have a favorite? Was there? Did you get a favorite uh, Christmas gift over the years? Or, or did you do something for somebody that's one of your favorite Christmas stories? Oh man, my, my favorite Christmas story is uh, like I did that all every year that I played. I did that. Um, I would go and get like turkeys and food, and that was before I was vegan, by the way. So the vegan police is listening to me now. I did that <laughs> before 2010 when okay. I wasn't vegan. So what I did uh, is every every Christmas I did uh, um, like the Christmas mass and yep. mass, and then I would also get turkeys to donate to uh, homeless people. 
Awesome stuff, George. Always did that. Always did that. So then they could have, they could at least uh, have something to celebrate and stuff. So that to me was something. Christmas is so much about you know being together, family, and and me are more than gifts. And uh, this is something I've always loved to do. George, we'll have you on on uh, New Year's Eve, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. Man. Thanks a lot, George. Thanks, bro. Yvette, that is George LaRock. Uh, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. JD780 says, oh, man, Berkey and Big George back-to-back. Thursdays are the best. Bob, outdoor rink limit of 10. That's my two cents. Okay, is that is that actually what's going on here? I'm. Uh, how can you not love George Larock? Uh, Thursdays are awesome on the show. Uh, Bob, outdoor rinks are exempt, so I guess you can. Is that is that correct that you can go to outdoor rinks? I want to get to another text. We're going to get to a couple this day in Oilers histories. Uh, you're listening to Oilers now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. You can go online at uh, royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the uh, app store. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. The Brendan Escott uh, recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Texan uh, Brendan, I am going to send you into this day in order's history. Sounds good. On this day in 1983, Wayne Gretzky becomes the fastest player to reach both the 500 assist and the 800 point milestone after scoring a goal and five helpers in an 8-1 Oilers win over the Quebec Nordiques. All right. I do want to mention, and I'm going to get to some texts, and then Brendan and me are going to close with a little bit of fun on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Coming up today at 2 o'clock, Transport Canada has announced that it's approved the design changes for the Boeing 737 MAX, the aircraft that has been grounded for nearly two years after a pair of tragic crashes that killed 346 people. How soon will the planes be part of Canadian airline fleets, and how can the public be assured of their safety? New York-based aviation expert in a Attorney Arthur Rosenberg will join uh, Jalen and I after uh, two o'clock. And uh, whenever I see the name Rosenberg, I think of Paul Rosenberg, who some of you uh, would know. It was one of the most famous uh, French art dealers in the world. Uh, he had Picassos and uh, Matisse's that were stolen by the uh, Nazis uh, during the Second World War. And I know that some of his relatives, like, some of these paintings are like worth 15 or 20 million dollars. It's ridiculous, uh, the amount, uh, uh, that's out there. All right, Brendan, I want to get to a couple texts here. Mark has texted the show, former defenseman Mark. He says, Bob, you have to love Brian Burke. He's not afraid to tell it like it is. Too many people are afraid to state their opinions for a variety of reasons. I, for one, am done. Uh, I, I for one, uh, subscribe to Lack Club. Maybe it's because I've got little to lose. Maybe it's I just don't care anymore. We have a prime minister who is unnuanced in thought, and our media laps it up because many in the field are equally unnuanced. In 2021, I'm for more conversation and less politically correct rhetoric. Uh, Brian Burke is a beauty, an old salt who is a breath of fresh air. That one comes to us uh, from former defenseman uh, Mark. 
Peter from Wainwright, Texas, show to say, Bob, uh, Missing Link was the nickname, obviously, for uh, Link Gates. Uh, a good family friend of mine grew up with him. I got to meet him in 0506 after Battle of the Hockey Enforcers came out. I was like 12 and absolutely terrified of him. I heard a lot of great stories. Well, Drew uh, Reminda has told us some awesome stories over the years. Um about Link Gates and the challenges. Bob, regarding outdoor rinks, since uh, George LaRocca brought it up, uh, outdoor rinks are open, but with similar capacity limits. Not sure how community rinks are policed, but people have been turned away from the Victoria Oval when the parking lot is uh, full. Uh, Bob, was what was the name of the show on the Missing Hunters that you referenced? And the name of the show is Missing 411, The Hunted, and it is on Prime. Uh, I did not see it on Netflix uh, yet. So, uh, Oilers GM says, Bob, who was the player who gave the black eye to Link Gates? Uh, did he ever get drafted? Uh, that, of course, was the Glenn Sather, the infamous line from Glenn Sather when the Oilers, just after they'd won their fourth Stanley Cup in 1988. Um, I'm not sure if it actually happened on the ice with Link Gates. There you go. You can, uh, this text uh, comes in saying, Bob, best outdoor rink currently is Jasper Place. I will tell you that I played a lot at Laurier Heights back in the early to mid-1980s, and there were some pretty good players there. And one time, there might have happened to be a bunch of NHL guys that showed up to skate right around Christmas time, and there were a couple kids there. And nobody believed the kids after that a couple of the greatest players in the history game went to this outdoor rink to play hockey at Christmas. It's a pretty funny story from back in the day. Uh, yes, uh, Terry also passed along uh, outdoor rinks are exempt currently. Uh, you can text us uh, just regarding uh, Jasper Place. Uh, great ice, lots of benches, and they allow nets too. There you go. Hey, thanks to everybody for participating in today's interactive. We got literally, we might have had over a thousand texts on today's show. Uh, we got so many nicknames and it was awesome stuff, fun stuff. Tomorrow, Forecast Friday for tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Jack Michaels will join us. We'll have Elliot Friedman for River Cree Resort Casino. Uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. And the number three ranked uh, prospect for the upcoming NHL entry draft, Dylan and Gunther, that according to Bob McKenzie's top 10. Again, Jalen and I with uh, 6.30 chat afternoons at 2 o'clock. Uh, Dave Campbell's pinch hitting. I'll be one of his guests. Who else does he have on tonight, Brandon? You're going to hear from uh, Canadian junior team and now Calgary Flames goaltending coach Jason LaBarbera and the president of Football Canada, Jim Mullen. There you go. Uh, Jim's a great guy. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Have a tremendous Thursday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.